1: Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run business is run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome,
2: welcome, welcome. And if you want to run with the Game Changers, you're absolutely in the right place. If you've been following along on our last four episodes, you know this is part five of our annual annual prediction special. This year we had so many people who wanted to share two minutes of predictions that we had to do a five-week special. So let's talk about this. I'm going to open with our 3rd yogiism for 2017. Yogi Berra, you know who he was, major league baseball catcher, manager, coach who played most of his 19 years for the New York Yankees. Yay, home team. And his quote today is, if the world were perfect, it wouldn't be. I'm just going to let that sink in. So if your number one business wish for this year is to know what 2017 holds for your company, your industry, and the world, we have the next best thing. By the time we finish this hour, we will have brought you predictions from almost 80. That's eight zero thought leaders on five shows. This is a wow for us. You can collect the whole set of prediction specials and just go to the business channel at voiceamerica.com and look for Coffee Break with Game Changers and check the episode directory on the right of our homepage and you will see all of the specials there and listen to your heart's content. So pour yourself a cup of Joe, a cup of Earl. If you have any Dom left over, that would be cool too for SAP Game Changers Radio 2017 Predictions Part 5 Live. We have two guests on the line with us for segment one and one is not available. She sent me her prediction. So let me tell you who's on with us. We're actually missing one, but we're just going to have to move ahead here. So first up, I'm going to be introducing you to, and he will be speaking for about two and a half minutes with his predictions. Larry Stoley, no stranger to Game Changers. Larry is the sponsor of several seasons of The Future of Cars with Game Changers, one of our favorite, favorite, favorite series. Larry is Senior Global Director of Automotive Marketing at SAP. He has more than 45 years of experience at automotive dealerships. I would have loved to have bought a car from Larry. Automotive manufacturers and importers and IT systems integrators. Larry says he has never stopped being a car guy and we know for a fact he still is. Joining him on this segment is Marissa Kopek. She leads Serious Decisions Portfolio Marketing, Strategic Communications, and Product Management Services. That's a big business card. Marissa spent 12 years with Gartner, most recently as a managing VP and product marketing leader with Gartner's high-tech and telecom programs business unit. Marissa instituted Gartner's first data privacy policies and processes, yay, and she held the title of Chief Privacy Officer. And not on the call, but I will be reading predictions from Tamara Schenk, S-C-H-E-N-K, Research Director at CSO Insights, the research division of the Miller-Hyman Group. So, Larry Stoley, how have you been?
3: I've been well. I was struggling to get back in the groove after the holiday, but been well.
2: <laughs> Good. Well, we're going to talk to you about your predictions, so I'm ready to go. Larry, give me your best predictions, 2017. I don't think we've had anybody yet on the previous four parts of this special talking about automotive. I don't remember, so why don't you share your best predictions with us. Go ahead.
3: Well, I can't believe automotive hasn't been talked about, but anyway, that's just me. So I actually have three predictions. I'm going to hit the first two. Um, Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence will become more and more a key factor as we move towards mobility, to autonomous vehicles, to uh, driverless vehicles. Cars will learn how to drive, much like humans learned how to drive. Vehicles will be conscious. Conscious vehicles. Think about that. We'll see mobility, living, even wellness and things connected in vehicles, connected to that artificial intelligence. And by the way, it might be that we get to a much better place in the world. But think about this. Vehicle will become your partner. Moment of silence on that one. Remember, Neil Sedaka, breaking up is hard to do. Won't be quite as easy to get to turn your vehicle into a new one anymore, will it? If it really is your partner, artificial intelligence. That's that's the future.
2: Larry, you mean we're going to get emotionally attached to our cars more than some of us already are today? Seriously? I think
3: your cars will get emotionally attached to you. <laughs> that's my and, fear.
2: And this is not not autonomous cars. This is what I'll call real cars, right? Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Wow,
2: wow. I have to tweet this one. Emotionally attached to us as drivers, as humans. Yep. Drivers. Wow. Okay. Very, very interesting. Thank you. And you're, that's it for you, Larry? That's a. No, that's one, a big one. one
3: more. I Go think ahead. there's Give going the to one. be a, a, a very interesting chasm between car ownership and mobility. Mobility is all about shared vehicles and so on, but I strongly believe that car ownership is a profound interest for particularly American drivers, I think for European drivers as well. And that interoperability or that ability to operate owned vehicles with shared mobility vehicles, whether they be driver, driverless autonom- or autonomous, that chasm between those two thoughts is going to increase before it become, starts to narrow and we become one world again.
2: One world again. That sounds like a lofty thought and something we yep. would all like to see in this year, if not ASAP. Thank you, Larry. Let's move to Marissa Kopeck at Serious Decisions. Marissa, Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great, Bonnie. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for joining. We have a little extra time in this segment because it's just two of you, and I still have a couple of uh, predictions to read from Tamara. So go ahead, Marissa. What's on your crystal ball radar as serious decisions for this year? All right. I've also brought two
4: predictions. My first is a more technology prediction. and uh, We believe that new tools and technology for understanding buyer insights And to be able to perform buyer journey mapping will emerge in 2017. Uh, You know, as we look at organizations trying to shift to audience-centric approaches, they typically adopt something called persona-based marketing. While that was new and a fad five years ago, it's becoming pretty standard operating procedure today in companies and so, while this has resulted in a wider adoption of personas, <coughs> we still have room to improve when it comes to applying buyer insights into our marketing, sales, and product processes and organization. So, there is some purpose-built technology for buyer's journey mapping, but it's it's really nascent, and we can get historical buyer behavior. Um, from some marketing automation platforms, website quick streams, consumption data, and our sales asset management systems. But in 2017, I predict that there are going to be real new, new tools and technologies entering the scene that enable us to build a true map of a buyer's journey. And, and that would cont- you know, be alignment to the decision process of buying. Two interaction mapping, three content mapping, and four engagement mapping. So that's and that is quite an exciting area to watch, and and we we expect that to be um, a huge area for marketers to leverage as well.
2: Thank you very much. Very interesting. I don't think we've heard that one either, Marissa. And now I'm going to read uh, a prediction here from Tamara Schenk, who is at, as I say, Research Director for CSO Insights Research Division of the Miller-Hyman Group. She predicts that sales enablement has to happen in 2017 based on their research data. She said the role of the sales manager is still often underestimated poorly defined, and not equipped adequately. She says that sales managers, especially frontline, are the most important role in any sales organization for implementing the strategy, including change and transformation, and the rubber meets the road there or it doesn't happen at all. So she says, develop your sales managers in a holistic way, starting in 2017, covering relevant areas of your customers, your business, and your people, more than just their coaching skills as sales managers. You need to ensure sales execution and drive a Adoption and reinforcement of the enablement efforts already implemented for your sales force. So that's it from Tamara. And now we have time to circle back to Larry Stoley. Larry, I need to know, what were you drinking on New Year's Eve or over the holidays? Or what's fresh in your cup? Come on, not the usual. uh, What do you usually drink? Which coffee? Uh, I'm a Folgers person. I was going to start singing the Chock Full of Nuts song, but I I couldn't (laughs) remember it on time. Folgers, I can't remember their song. So anything special you put in your Folgers on New Year's Eve?
3: No, I don't do any of that stuff. I just uh, I drink the coffee. I drink caffeinated beverages like Coke and so on. That's kind of my front thing. I'm from the South, so you know I do those kind of things. And my good old water and fruit juices, and I'm quite happy with life at that point.
2: Thank you very much, Marissa. Anything interesting? More interesting than that in your cup? <laughs> Well, it depends on what time of day, but
4: I'm a good, uh, I love my Cabernets, so I'm a red wine drinker in the winter,
2: and it's winter, so I would say a nice red wine. Thank you very much and I want to say thank you to Larry Stoley and Marissa Kopek for joining me in this opening segment and in absentia thanks to Tamara at CSO Insights and we're going to take a quick break let's see we have got a couple more people coming up on the next segment we're going to be speaking with let's see who we got here we have Dave Duggle at Enterprise Web we are waiting for Elvia Novak at at, at Deloitte we're hoping she'll call in Chris Carter from Aproyo is on and I'm going to be reading predictions from Marissa Hey, Maria Hagen, wait till you hear what she's been up to. Oh, Elvie is on. Great. Elvie and Novak from Deloitte is on. Terrific. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. You know the drill. We're going to take a real quick break, get everybody on, and then we'll start segment two. So Justin out.
1: The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. Systems For secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device, www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram.com
2: Indeed, if you're just joining us, this is part five of our annual prediction special. We had so many thought leaders who wanted to do this. It's a five-parter this year. Started in early December, finishing up today, January 18, 2017. On this segment, I'm going to be welcoming four thought leaders. First up will be Dave Duggle, founder of Enterprise Web, which offers an award-winning application platform for dynamic, distributed, data-driven business processes. Dave is the co-chair of the Dynamic Composition and Coordination Task Group for the Industrial. Industrial. Industrial Internet Consortium and is an active member of the TM Forum. Joining him will be Elvia Novak, a New Jersey based director in Deloitte's audit and enterprise risk services practice. She's got twenty five years of experience, including internal control, security, and compliance experience in life sciences, consumer and industrial products. Elvia has leveraged her prior experience in supply chain and manufacturing to help her clients secure and control their global SAP deployments. Also on this segment, Chris Carter, Christopher Carter, CEO. CEO of Aproyo. He helps companies seeking knowledge and strategic focus to support their growth in the enterprise space using SAP HANA and big data. He's been in the SAP industry for more than 25 years, really, Chris? And he's nationally recognized by ASUG SAP Hadoop World. Chris created the first SAP cloud ever used by an SAP client way back in 2005. Could it be that long? And the first SAP HANA production cloud used by an SAP client. And also, not joining us, but I'll be reading her predictions, Marissa Hagen was chosen out of 14,000 applicants for SAP Sales Academy program. And she was a student at Florida International University, involved in the AMA, American Marketing Association, the Association of Latino Professionals in Finance and Accounting, Student Government Association, and all kinds of organizations. She was also an ambassador for Ford Motor Company's Millennials and the youngest constant contact authorized local marketing expert. Dave Duggal, I'm ready for you. Happy New Year. And, Dave, what are your predictions, please?
5: Hey Bonnie, happy New Year to you. Happy. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show. Um, so, I actually, I'm very optimistic. I think 2017 is going to be a, a big year uh, for the enterprise. It's going to be a big year for enterprise IT. So, I think that, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last several years about the digital business, but I think we're going to actually start to really see materially the transition in 2017. So, you know, if you think about it, you know, it's 17 years into the new millennia. And generally, IT is still, even though there's new technologies, it's still generally performed as it always has been, right, in the sense that we still Manually code our applications. We manually integrate um, uh, various endpoints together to to build comp- rich solutions for our customers and partners. Uh, but you know, with the rate of change, you know, accelerating with the you know uh, rate, uh, pace of innovation accelerating, people can't keep up with manual integration anymore. So my prediction is that we're going to transition this year. We're going to start seeing it with the world's largest companies. Moving from old siloed static brittle IT architectures to new horizontal dynamic and resilient business networks, uh, where they're, you know, flexibly managing ecosystems, uh, to deliver very highly personalized, uh, experiences to their customers. And so I think this is going to be the year in 2017.
2: Wow, very, very powerful. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate that. And let's turn to Elvia Novak at Deloitte. Uh, shout out to our friends at Deloitte. Elvia, love to get your predictions. Go ahead. Um, based on
6: what Dave just said, it kind of falls right in line with what I was thinking, that we're going to see some synergies in the two varying degrees of schools of thoughts around having a three lines of defense versus integrated compliance. I think we're going to have to get, smarter and and more proactive about identifying the vulnerabilities in our enterprise systems and making sure that we have the tools, the processes, and the people in place to um, identify a threat, manage a threat, and recover from a threat. So I think um, that's my prediction for 2017. As the hackers get
2: smarter, the companies need to be even smarter and more proactive. Wow, you have any more because you're ahead of schedule. I can take another one from you. Time to manage the threats better. We need to be need to be smarter than the hackers. Anything else you want to add to that? I'd love to know a little bit more.
6: Yeah, I think we're going to see so I started to talk about the synergies, right? So there's the the whole three lines of defense that we need to have, you know, someone that defines the processes, who owns the controls, and then who monitors the controls, which is um kind of the opposite of when we try to say we need an integrated compliance footprint because we want to make sure that we assess once, test once, and satisfy many. So I think what we're going to see in 2017 is the synergies of these these two different but very thoughtful and relevant um Thought processes and we're going to see them come together and leveraging the tools and the technologies and the people and the processes in place to make sure that we're getting both done at the same time as effectively and as efficiently as possible. Even, even more important because of the increased automation and um, the,
2: the need to have, you know, one footprint across, across a global company. Very interesting. Thank you. Very profound. Actually, uh, on the QT, I'm talking to some people at SAP about a cybersecurity with Game Changers radio series for Q2. Yep. So we'll Cyber keep you posted about it. It's been
6: a hot topic for a while, but I think you're yep. going to see an increase in that um, hot topic in 2017 because of everything that's going on in the marketplace today.
2: Oh, yeah, and that's a big, bold, broad marketplace, and we know it gets dark sometimes. We'll leave that one alone. Thank you, Elvia. Chris <laughs> Carter, you're up next. What's up with you and predictions? Go ahead, Chris.
7: Hey, Bonnie. Well, this fits right into what uh, we were talking about, about security. We just did a video on cybersecurity and the enterprise and homes, and so cybersecurity, of course, is one, but I won't expand on that. So big data will actually have an impact this year in both personal and... And a business standpoint, we feel we feel organizations have stopped dipping their toe in, are ready to take the full monty and jump in and um, do a little swimming around and understand truly what big data can and is doing for organizations. And then when you look at the next step, you know more things will be automated from a personal and a business standpoint, at least from devices. You know you've got Google's. Um, device out there. you got Amazon's Alexa. Um, You'll be able to do more with your calendars. You'll be able to do more interaction. You'll be able to really dig into it. And they're going to utilize that coming out from a business side, not only the personal side, but that business side. And that's where I believe that it's really going to start moving the needle, as they like to say. So between those three components, you really have a huge upswing in those capabilities in 2017, and, and I've already started to see it from 2016 to 2017, more people are moving forward rather than just being inquisitive on it.
2: Very, very interesting. Wow. Thank you very much. And a question for you, Chris. We've heard on many shows in the past year or two here on Game Changers that, um, big data will just eventually be called data. We won't, it won't be big anymore. It'll just be what we have data. So do you think that's coming in the coming year? Will it be, will there be a different term in front of the word data or will it just be, still be big and bigger? Maybe it's huge data. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What do you think? Chris, are you there? Chris, did we lose you? OK, for some reason, Chris is not there anymore. So we're going to circle back to actually, I'm going to read the predictions from Maria Hagan at SAP. And here, we're, Chris, if you come back, I'd love to know the answer to that. Okay, he just dropped. Chris, thank you. If you come back, we'll find out what you're drinking. We still have time for you to come back on. So Maria Hagen says the following. She says, predictive analytics will continue to be a huge area of growth for many organizations. Analytics have already helped companies provide customers with tailored solutions while organizations engage with consumers in unimaginable ways and get information that can be sold. She's talking about mobile, TV, your watch, computer, and mobile apps. She also talks about the Uberization of businesses. A new term used when a company has no assets, no inventory, no employees but they provide value through technology solutions. This has caused an increase of startups and millennial entrepreneurs with the increase of tech advances. She also says ongoing executive development programs. More companies are looking to expand on programs and create a life learning culture because they understand it takes more than formal education to adapt to change. She's talking about the SAP Sales Academy and after the Academy program, Coach and mentoring support great predictions from maria hagan i understand that chris is back chris i asked you a question quickly i don't know where you went but it will the big be dropped from big data just give me a quick answer yes <laughs> okay nice to talk to you chris now we're going to circle back to <laughs> that was very much appreciated uh dave Duggle. we're circling back to you what was in your cup over the holidays or what are you drinking that's new and interesting right now go ahead dave briefly
5: well, since the last time we spoke, I switched to my, my my wife and I switched over to Death Wish Coffee, which is what? Wait, 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 wait. what? In, yeah, Death oh, Wish yes. Coffee, very good. They are actually a local to me. I'm in upstate New York, and they're out of Saratoga Springs. They were featured last year, and they won a contest, and they were featured in a Super Bowl ad actually last year. They got like a, essentially a free Super Bowl ad, and uh, it's really good, very strong coffee that we uh, use a French press with, and uh, highly recommend it. Death wish.
2: What is it called again? Death Wish?
5: Yeah, Death Wish Coffee. It'll come right oh. up if you, if you search it.
2: Oh, I'm going to. You know me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Elvia, what are you drinking? And that's probably
6: appropriate for me because I switched from <laughs> coffee to tea. So I am drinking a nice, tall glass of unsweetened iced tea with some lemon. It's delicious and refreshing.
2: Thank you very much. Interesting. I just looked it up. Of course I did, Dave. Oh, my goodness. Buy the World's Strongest Coffee, Money Back Guarantee, Death Wish Coffee, created by using the strongest combination of beans and a perfect roasting process. Be the best you can with a focus that comes with strong coffee. I love it. Kick bad habits with something just as strong but 100% natural, and they'll give you a refund. And on the package, it's a skull and crossbones. OMG. I wonder whether they're going to make it for an espresso one of these days. That was really something. Okay. Okay, and we're up to Chris Carter. What were you drinking for the holidays?
7: So my Keurig is filled with Death Wish coffee. It's delicious. Um, I've been drinking a lot of scotch, and while I'm here in a foreign country in Brussels, Belgium, I've been drinking a lot of Belgian beer the last two days.
2: (laughs) Belgian beer. Anything special about Belgian beer for you?
7: Uh, It's lighter, and I like a darker beer, just like I like my Death Wish coffee, nice and dark. I like my beers dark, and they only have one dark beer here. Everything else is an IPA, which is lighter.
2: Very interesting. Thank you, Chris. And I actually have a drink from Maria Hagan, who couldn't join us. She was drinking Bailey's Irish Cream. She said it reminds her of her home country, Venezuela. Every Christmas, her family had this drink on the holiday. She hasn't been there in 10 years. Somebody get a plane ticket for this girl to go home. She says, I drink this to remember the years I celebrated Christmas with my family. Oh, Maria, that's charming. Maria had was called away to an important meeting at the last minute, but she was kind enough to send her predictions to me in advance. So I want to say thank you to Dave Duggle and Happy New Year at Enterprise Web. All the best. Elvia Novak, you know we love Deloitte. And looking forward to lots more of you and your colleagues on Game Changers all year. Chris Carter, come back anytime. Send me a couple topics for Game Changers, Chris, and we'll work together. And Maria Hagen, in absent. Okay, and I want to say thank you to the four of you. And coming up next, let's see who we've got. We're going to be talking, I think, to Carlos Russell at Termian, Hermium, T-E-R-N-I-U-M, Vic Broccarty at RTS Real-Time Systems, Rich Sites at uh, Digital Transformation VP at SAP, and Matt Donovan at GP Strategies Learning Solutions Group. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. You know the drill. We'll be right back. Justin out. Welcome back. This is Segment 3 of Part 5 of our 2017 Prediction Special, and we have three guests lined up for this segment. We're going to be speaking in a moment to Carlos Russell, the Risk Management Director at Turnium, I got it right, a steel manufacturing company based in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Carlos's previous roles include senior positions at PricewaterhouseCoopers, Capgemini Consulting, and EY in the UK, Latin America, Europe, US, Asia, and Africa. He was a busy guy. Joining him on this segment is... Rich Seltz, Richard, but he said I could call him Rich. He's a VP of Digital Transformation at SAP, helping chemical and industrial companies understand how digital capabilities will create new business model innovations. Interesting sidebar, Rich Seltz, early in his career, was a U.S. Peace Corps volunteer in Armenia. He'll tell us maybe if we have time a little about that. And rounding out this panel is Matt Donovan, VP of GP Strategies Learning Solutions Group, with more than 20 years crafting training and Development Solutions with a focus on performance-driven learning. He leads the production of over 300 custom online courses for the Fortune 500, including courseware for sales, marketing, manufacturing, clinical research, compliance, leadership, and ethics. Wow. Great panel. So, Carlos Russell, Happy New Year, and welcome back. By the way, to our listeners, everybody on these Game Changers specials, on the prediction specials, has been on one or more of our series throughout 2016, so you should be familiar with with their names or we will help you do that. So Carlos Russell, welcome. How are you? And please, I'm ready for your predictions. Two minutes. Carlos, go.
8: Hello. Uh, happy New Year. Um, Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, I'm the one representing, I think, the cyber risk, cyber fraud, cyber security for the manufacturing industry at the moment. Uh, so digital is a big theme, but I would like to pick one of the digital technologies that I think is the more disruptive, at least in, in the field that I'm working on at the moment, and I think is again, a bit of artificial intelligence, AI. And, um, and I think uh, when we start using AI and we start seeing the potentials, I think during this year, we'll see more emergence of, um, you know, abilities to protect better our information assets from a protection standpoint, but also some of the people that are trying to get in uh, as in organized crimes or hackers or rogue governments, they will also be using those AIs to improve their attack capabilities. So I think there will be a trade-off, you know, or not talking about Terminator type of end of the world, but in a way, AI-sponsored type of attacks and defense is something that I can see emerging. And at the same time, AI-enabled toolkits will disrupt the traditional cybersecurity products and services and architectures that we are they're working on therefore they will be more clever but in a way they will change the way they're working because it's rule based mainly you put a rule and you check whether it's compliant or not and that's not enough is it's, it's uh, uh, we need something a bit more clever and those uh, things will be emerging during this year and i'm seeing a number of uh, startups and and more established uh, vendors that are sponsoring AI-enabled products for security, and I think uh, one of the one of the other the other areas of this is somebody will need to train those uh, artificial intelligence into doing what they're supposed to be doing, and um, and I think there's an emerging new type of role so the AI trainer, and in a way uh, for, for for my own uh, so my own project portfolio at the moment, one of the I think the most interesting uh, developments on AI is. The analysis of video analytics, um, so doing video feeds and ensuring that we, we protect better our, um, our employees' uh, personal safety as they walk around and they do their business within our manufacturing plants. So I think that's, uh, that's something that we are you know, piloting and, and, and hoping to develop and, and implement in 2017.
2: Wow, just quickly before we, we move on to uh, – and we, Vic Burcardi just joined us. And Vic, I will bring you up next because he was in, in that order, and I'll tell you who he is in just a second. Uh, Carlos, quickly, video analytics, what will that look like? Will it be cameras following us around, or will it be robots on the, the shop floor in, in the uh, manufacturing <laughs> we, environment we, saying, we, okay, yeah. Mary, we, we know we you we took that paper clip? Two, what?
9: two
8: or, three, three or three things that you mentioned. One of that is drones uh, you know, following around, but also vantage points. Uh, you know up cranes and things whenever there's a particularly risky maneuver on a on a plant uh to ensure that nobody is below that particular maneuver that could get you know the 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 that would get risk of their of their safety at the point so bring in an uh, an automated alert to whomever is doing the supervising role for that particular Patio or, or, or warehouse, so I think that, that there is going to be more. You know, the other thing is to ensure that people are walking through where they're supposed to be walking through the zebra crossings, and uh, you know, <laughs> all, anything that moves is going through whenever they should be moving and not, are not moving about whenever they're, they're not. And those are giving real-time alerts. Um, so that, that's a technology that's already working, on, and having a, an artificial intelligence on the back to ensure that. They can detect an anomaly a bit better than somebody looking at a camera, uh, is, is what we're aiming at.
2: Thank you, Carlos. Appreciate the details. And so let's welcome Vic Bricardi. Just called in. He's a re- he's a founder of Real Time Systems, speaking of Real Time RTS in 1992. He serves as the president of RTS Consulting Automation, providing shop floor control system engineered solutions to the manufacturing sector. Good segue from what Carlos was talking about. Vic Bricardi, Happy New Year! Welcome, and I'm ready for your two minutes of predictions. Vic, go.
10: <laughs> Thank you very much, Bonnie, and Happy New Year to yourself Thank and, you. and the complete audience. um As you know, we we kind of focus on the manufacturing sector and the flawless execution of making things, Uh, from chocolate chip cookies to automotive parts to nuclear fuel rods. That's kind of our sweet spot. And my predictions for 2017, I, I, I see the manufacturing sector really transforming themselves to a digital enterprise, if you will, whereby manufacturing execution is completely intimate and aligned with the business goals. I also foresee um, direct-to-the-consumer manufacturing industries embrace agile manufacturing, and, and this enabling them to manufacture a unit of one, something very specific to customer requirements. Lately, we've been involved with companies such as uh, Hunter Douglas, building custom window fashions and getting them to you in, in a very timely Uh, fashion, Um, things like, or or companies like Harley-Davidson, which is building custom motorcycles, you know, from a multitude of options that the consumer can select from their website. Uh, We even see Coca-Cola providing the consumer the ability to select what name, and a very specific name, if you will, Mm. right on the beverage bottle. So all of this will reshore many companies back to North America, bringing them closer to the consumer. I also see many companies extracting large amounts of manufacturing process data for digital twinning. Um, This digital twinning, in essence, uh, creates a digital model of their process um, and enables them to have a very high level of analytics to improve their process, as well as the ability of providing very detailed, prescriptive, actionable intelligence to any of the problems or issues that they may have. Um, So... Bonnie, uh, I have a look at my manufacturing crystal ball. And that's what it's telling me for 27.
2: Thank you very much, Vic. Very, very interesting. And we've heard the word digital twinning once in a while, but not too often. So thank you for bringing that into the play here today. Richard Rich Seltz, VP of Digital Transformation at SAP in chemical and industrial companies. Rich, welcome. Happy New Year. And what are your predictions?
11: Good morning, Bonnie. It's good to talk with you again. Happy New Year to you. I think my prediction is uh, focused on artificial intelligence, and I recognize there's been a lot of talk about that, but what I think will happen this year is we'll see incredible applications where human behavior and human meaning intersect with AI in completely new ways. Um, I came across a story late last year over the holidays that really made me step back and think Um, it's now possible with AI to, um, well, let me step back. If you look at AI, most people think, you know, pattern recognition, and you Mm -hmm. take information, and you can start to predict things. And I think that those are really powerful applications. But what really strikes me now is we're starting to see artificial intelligence become better at interpreting what humans mean than humans themselves. Now think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. So... In the case of lip reading or non-visual, I'm sorry, non-verbal um, voice recognition, artificial intelligence is now almost four times better than the leading world experts at lip reading. Well, what does that mean? That means you're actually not only doing image recognition of somebody's lips, but you're understanding the context and you're understanding what people are actually meaning to say. Some cases it may even be better than what they actually say ai can infer (laughs) what the real meaning is i step back and say holy cow what does that mean what does it mean for manufacturing or industrial processes etc well i grant it can be a little spooky because hey let's face it if there's a camera looking around a group of people and you can understand what everybody's saying that is kind of spooky But there's all kinds of incredible benefits that can come out of it as well, whether it's witnessing how people move and their fatigue levels. And when people are walking or standing or doing something differently than normal and interpreting not only their behavior, but also thinking about what do they actually mean to say better than the words actually coming out of their mouth. Those things open up a wide range of opportunities that I think we're just starting to understand.
2: Thank you very much, Rich. Very interesting. I did a show yesterday with uh, Robin Kieran at CORE, K-O-R-E, and Frank Diana at TCS on our new series, Partnerships, uh, Game Changing Digital Transformations. And we talked about Mm -hmm. chatbots. And I came up with with a question for them. You mean I won't need to go to a a psychotherapist anymore? I can have a chatbot that will give me the therapy. I am feeling kind of blue this week. Well, Bonnie, this is Roger Robot. And I tell you, you know, don't take the Valium. Go out and take a walk for two miles. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Very interesting topic. Matt Donovan, we're running a little tight on time. Sorry to digress there, Matt. We'd love to have your two minutes exactly of predictions. Matt is the VP of GP Strategies Learning Solutions Group. Go ahead, Matt.
12: Thanks, Bonnie. i got a couple here from the learning and performance perspective we look into 2017. <clears throat> I think one of the things we're going to see is an even more aggressive shift from an organizational-centric focus to a performer-centric focus. And we're going to see that in the tools and the applications that are going to start with the performer first, thinking about how they create their own relevant and uh, learning performance support systems. They're going to be creating their own support network as an individual or a coordinated performer. And we're seeing a lot of this as a shift, like, from curation platforms being used as an aggregator of content to really enabling the individual to create that, again, that performance support system. Now along with that we're also going to see a reduced emphasis I think on the elaborate and cumbersome or org- organizational driven processes and more on value and exp- Experience, uh, a value of the experience and the outcomes at the performer level. And we're already seeing this, for example, in the shift in performance management practices, but it's, it's actually breaking down some of those uh, slow and cumbersome processes set in place by the organization, allowing performers to better interact with each other in real time at the point of performance. At the same time, you're going to see a lot of these tools and platforms that are relying more and more on intelligent uh, intelligence to help drive that. What we're going to see is an increase on how to help humans work within and push beyond those tools. So as the tools are getting more and more complex and better at being able to create a seamless experience, we need to be more intelligent. So in the space of innovation, for example, how do I push beyond, say, a networking platform or a uh, shared experience platform to really drive innovation? to push outside of kind of a network that's being reinforced for me. So thinking about how you can actually work within it and push beyond it to really drive to what I, the individual performer, needs to be able to do. I think the last one's one that's been pretty common across here is that it's really a reconnection with the physical. Seeing a lot more of that through not just uh, use of AR and VR for the sake of having those, but really dovetailing those into doing things at the point of performance. So again, those really see, uh, you know, four of the key changes that I'm seeing for 2017
2: thank you very much very interesting that's a new one for us we have about one minute left in this segment so I'm going to circle around the table quickly what were you drinking for the holidays or what's in your cup just give me the drink Carlos Russell talk please
8: um, well you know we are south of the equator here so it's summer and um, we tend to enjoy um, white wine and uh, my recommendation for this show is the Argentinian Torrontes white wine which uh, I'm sure you can find and a number of outlets in the U.S., but it's, it's brilliant. It's, not, it's close to the Viognier or, or you know, a bit, a bit more fruity than the Chardonnay.
2: Thank you, Carlos. Vic, quickly, what were you drinking for the holiday, or what do you recommend? Fast. <laughs>
8: well, being Italian, an espresso
10: and a, and a good, strong shot of grappa to go with it.
2: Oh, you're a brave man. You're a brave soul. I've I've been near Grappa. I've sniffed it and I passed out. What can I tell you? Rich seltz, your drink, please.
11: Sticking with the Italian theme, a lot of Campari over the holidays. Even though it's more of a summer drink, uh, it just Mm -hmm. seemed to work with people and uh, greatly enjoy it.
2: Thank you. And Matt Donovan, fast. What were you drinking?
12: Uh, water, Mother to refocus on health-conscious behavior, as my doctor um, warned me I needed to. I've been focusing on water.
2: <laughs> focus on the individual performer. There you go. He drinks what he speaks. Thank you so much, Carlos, Vic, Rich, and Matt. Happy New Year. We're going to drop you, and we're going to pick up four new people for the final segment of the final part of our Prediction Special. Sherry Ann Meyer at ASUG is a work in progress. She's coming up next, joined by Satish Kajar Raju at Sensify, Ken Redler at CSUB, CSUBS, and Pat. Edmund Raman Kuti, who is the heartbeat of Intrigo. So don't even think of touching anything. We'll be right back in a heartbeat. Justin, out.
1: Systems For secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device, www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO now let's get back to coffee break with Game Changers. Here
2: we are and this is a very short segment. We're going to be welcoming Sherry Ann Meyer. She is a human resources specialist, technology manager, writer and speaker. Currently an expert for HR business processes in tech at America's SAP Users Group ASUG. She writes the High Heeled Standards blog and she's a volunteer VP of Power Chords Music. Joining her is Satish Gajaraju, CTO at Sensify. He has 25 years of a unique blend of leading PE and VC back technology expert I'm sorry technology startups turnarounds of late stage PE back companies in the IoT space and software engineering Ken Redler is with us CTO chief tech officer and a partner at C subs which provides an industry leading information management and e-commerce application for the enterprise he was president and CEO of Comvision, a New York web application development company he co-founded in 94 wow it was a long time ago and as a heartbeat of intrigue Padman Ramakudi is back he's a seasoned leader in ERP and SCM. He previously was co-founder and CEO of Bristlecone, an IT services company. And let's hit the ground running here. Sherry Ann Meyer, so long since you've been on radio with me, you've got to come back. Sherry Ann, two minutes on the dot predictions. What have you got? Hi, Bonnie. So my
0: first prediction is that there's going to be one platform for common tasks. And you know me, I'm an HR specialist. I look at LinkedIn. When I have speakers, I use their LinkedIn profile. Why well, have multiple sources of data? Um, Why have multiple user interfaces? I think that's the future. Everyone's trying to get socially engaged at work and investing in social platforms, and they're having difficulty. Why? Because there's a learning curve. If we just used one platform for all those common tasks, things would be much simpler, and I really think that things like LinkedIn are proving that that's possible. My second prediction is also on artificial intelligence, and we've had a lot about that. But I think mm-hmm. this is really the year, the tipping point, where we're going to see the formal establishment of artificial intelligence in the medical field. Now, we've already seen this put to use with WebMD and some other sites, but honestly, if we're going to tackle the healthcare care crisis um, and we're going to do it with without um, spending a lot of money, I think artificial intelligence, bots, is the way to go. I recently diagnosed my dog using a bot, so I think it's possible for humans. <laughs> Um, This whole idea of personal digital assistance is really key to our future, and again, artificial intelligence is enabling the individual. Now, with both of these in mind, security is, of course, one of my passions, Um, and Mm -hmm. so my advice is if you're looking for a job and wondering what career to go into, if you like being in-depth and being the knowledge expert, go into quality assurance for security testing. Um, A couple of your guests already commented today on the need for more security and more attention to security. Um, The fact is that we're not testing good enough before these apps go out the door. We're not securing them enough, and I say go into that field.
2: Wow, a job field recommendation for Sherry and Meyer. That's great. We didn't have any of those. Thank you. Satish Kajaraji with Sensify. 2 minutes Predictions. Let's hear it, Satish.
9: Hello, Bonnie. So my prediction for this year is... uh, Uh, It's uh, centered around IoT space, as usual. But the society will become a lot safer, but also a lot more creepier. I say that because of all the connected devices, and uh, we'll be more open to a big brother attitude. And there's going to be cameras and devices everywhere that will be spying on us. But the biggest change would be that we will let the spies come in willfully. We're going to throw all the privacy laws out, and we will let uh, devices monitor our presence, um, and machines will start deciding our fate very soon, before end of this year. I think with all this autonomous cars becoming um, more practical than what was originally anticipated, and I think you must have read about uh, maybe Amazon's uh, device being used to uh, solve a murder mystery and things like that, where it's always listening, I think that's going to be the that's going to happen before end of the year we'll we'll let all these devices to eavesdrop on us watches and uh you know decide how safe we are going to be or make our world safer that's that's my prediction for uh, 2017
2: wow very interesting thank you very provocative thank you satish and let's move to ken redler at c subs ken i'm ready for you go ahead
13: Great, so uh, I, I know time is short, so I'm gonna follow a quick path here, starting with a trend towards what I would call the disappearance of the computer. So I don't mean computers won't exist, but I mean a sort of ubiquity where uh, computing will be like uh, like water to a fish. So for computers to disappear, first their boundaries have to blur. So there are some obvious ways we've seen this happening. Uh, on the infrastructure side over time, with physical computers that a company might have owned becoming eventually dedicated co-located boxes, becoming eventually leased servers, and now virtualized systems. Um, And if you look at something like Amazon's uh, AWS, they've got this service called Lambda, where you can write your software as a set of sort of individual functions that are each much simpler than than just a monolithic program running on a computer. So when you have your app using Lambda, it's like having your software's uh, consciousness spread out and uh, decomposed uh, across dozens of physical, different physical brains. So you have this physical computer sort of receding uh, into the mist. So we've climbed up this ladder of abstraction um, where the concept of the computer is distant and far below our focus, um, but you can also drop down and go local. And I know someone already mentioned this, but you've got the rise of these voice UI devices, by which I mean, uh, you know, the Amazon Echo, the Google Home, these cylindrical devices uh, that people now have in their homes. Uh, and the big growth here, the big leap is the growth of voice as the form of UI. So that's another sort of lurch towards the disappearance of the computer. So with these devices, you you speak into the ether and things happen. And much of the magic uh, of the way they work is in the manipulation of your personal data in the midst of AWS, for Amazon anyway. So where even is the computer in those cases? So that finally brings me to uh, also something somebody else touched on. The talk, security faster, Ken, privacy talk faster, Ken. Talk faster. Go ahead. Of all of this.
2: Yes, go ahead.
13: Uh, so you've got all these threat models. Uh, you've got the possibility of voice triggers being left on answering machines and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so our whole lives are in these silos. And what I'm hoping, my final hope, is that 2017 uh, would be the year where encryption uh, and security for the masses finally becomes mainstream.
2: Thank you very much. Great predictions. We haven't heard a couple of those trend toward the disappearance of the computer. You know how many I have here on my desk? O U G. M O M G. Okay, Padman Ramankudi at Intrigo. Padman, please, to, a minute and a half I have for you. That's it. So let's hear it.
10: Yeah. Hi, Bonnie.
8: I have three Hi, traditional uh, take on supply chain. Continuous planning will replace traditional supply chain planning. So you'll start to see cloud based planning and continuous planning merge into execution. Machine learning is passe. Today's uh, in 2017, everybody will be talking about deep learning for uh, solving big problems. And IoT will finally find a scalable problem to solve. Th- today, we have all talked about technology like IoT chasing problems to solve. Uh, we'll finally find something in the transportation lane, thanks to the autonomous driving vehicles that are coming online. So those are my three predictions for 2017.
2: Thank you. You're wonderful. And I have time to ask each of you for a one word. What did you drink over the holidays? Sherry Ann Meyer, fast. Hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps. Oh, you're good. Satish, what do you have over the holidays?
9: Uh, locally grown oranges in Seville, Spain.
2: Oh, wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm very envious. Ken Redler, what was in your cup? Uh, Tommy
13: Rotter's American Gin, which is actually made by a friend of mine.
2: Oh, thank you, and shout-out to your friend, Padman Rumakuti. What were you drinking over the holidays?
5: Coconut water.
2: Oh, sounds delicious. <laughs> I want to thank Sherry-Ann and Satish and Ken and Padman for closing out, and, and you were all champions. I know I gave you very little time. Very appreciated. We spoke with almost 80 thought leaders on five episodes of Predictions 2017. I do a shout-out to each and every one of you for coming to the table with great predictions, great thought leadership for being part of our year-end and year-start series. We have five brand-new series starting this year. We've already started a few. Utilities of the future, manufacturing of the future, strategic partnerships and digital transformation, smart cities of the future, and designing the future of the future. So you want to stay tuned. Please find us on the business channel at voiceamerica.com. Look in the schedule for the coffee cup. That's always where we are. Five shows a week. I'm delighted to be doing this with all of you. wish everybody a happy, healthy, an innovative new year. So, to Michael and Justin and the Business Channel team at World Talk Radio, hugs and kisses. And to everyone, here's my call to action. It hasn't changed, but I mean it even more. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bye bye. <laughs>